This is one of my favorite Wednesdays. This is one of my favorite Wednesdays. Here's why. Because for almost every Wednesday, you listen, listen to me, and I'm grateful that you do so. Uh, but tonight, you get to listen to people who, who walk where you walk, who do what you do. And they try to do it for the glory of God. They try to do it in, in such a way that honors Jesus. And so I'm so excited for you to get to do this. This is what we call Senior Midweek. And so you get to hear from uh, a handful of our seniors, not all of our seniors, I get that. There are seniors sitting out there. It's not because I don't love you. It's because if we got all of you up here, we'd be here for four hours. So uh, here's the deal. Here's why we're doing this. Here's why we're doing this. Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25 say this. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet, meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another as, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So what I hope that this does tonight is what they say as they look back on junior high and high school. So you, you can't leave here with the excuse of, yeah, but you don't know what it's like. They're in high school, so they know what it's like. So that they, you would leave here encouraged because these students fought to live for Christ where they were in junior high and in high school. Imperfectly though that may have been, they fought to live for Christ where they were. So I want you to leave stirred up. I want you to leave encouraged. That is the goal. So let's start this way. Uh, this, this question is for everybody and it should be the easiest one of the night. If you could just tell us your name, where you go to school, and how long you've been at Bay Area Church. Yeah? Cool. Y'all can just go down the line and then you, whoever's last can hold the mic. Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, I'm Peyton Davis. I, yeah, I go to Friendswood and uh, I've been here for about two years. Mm. Do you know your name? No, I don't know. My name is uh, Joshua Allen and I was homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only homeschoolers cheer for their own kind. They're like, yeah! Yeah. There we go. And uh, I've been going to Bay Area Church for two years now. I'm Erin. I'm... Thanks. Uh, I'm homeschooled. Yeah! And I've been going to Bay Area since I was in first grade. Hello. I am Kaylin Wyckoff. Yeah! I know. I know. <laughs> and um, I go to Clear Springs High School. Yeah, both of. And I've been going to Barria Church since I was in kindergarten. Awesome. I'll hold the mic. That's helpful. Th- thank you so much. So, so here's what you see. You see a diverse uh, background here. Length of time at Bay Area Church, where they go to school, their backgrounds are all different. So it's not just all from one, one place, right? So this, this should apply to everybody. So uh, let's, let's do this. Let's ask this question. First question, finish this sentence. This is for everybody. When I think about student ministry, I will, I will, when I think about student ministry, I will always remember blank, fill in the blank. Okay, yes. Yeah, all these questions that he gave us were really hard because there are too many things. There are too many things. There are too many things. But um, what I will always remember is just a place where I could come and, you know, just be in congregation with other Christians because it's hard. I know pretty much everybody, I mean, unless you are in homeschooled, 
do you Thanks. interact with non-Christians in homeschool? I do the job. Both times. That wasn't that wasn't a burn. That was a legit question because I know there's like homeschooling, like congr- like school, like where are you going groups that's and stuff. Awesome. That's your that's your term next. That was a, a legit question, not a burn. But I know it's hard because in school, in sports, in all the things that I do, different like I raise turkeys. There's something you didn't know about me, but now you know. Um, Shocking. You're constantly around people that don't have the same beliefs as you, don't have the same views as you. Um, so it's an awesome feeling just to be able to come and like be your true self, which I mean, it's, you're supposed to be yourself like a Christian all the time is what I'm saying. But sometimes it's hard, you know, you feel the pressure of like trying to fit in, trying to be somebody who you're not. But when you come here to student ministry, I've always felt that relief of being able to just be around other Christians who can relate with me and who are going through the same thing as me. But yeah, that's me. Okay. Question again? When When I think about student ministry, I will always remember, fill in the blank. Okay. Um, So mine would be like these other senior girls. Um, We, I know. uh, A lot of us have been together since we were five and some just came last year, but the memories that we've made and I just remember sitting on Allie's couch crying for about three hours with them, which was so fun. Um, It was just a great bonding experience, and there I've made a lot of relationships that I'm going to treasure and keep forever, and it was just really cool to see how God brought people from all different aspects of life together, um, just to sit on one couch, talk about one God, and have one relationship, and it was just really cool. Whenever I think of student ministry, I think of, um, or I remember, uh, love and community, and by God's grace, I was able to go into student ministries where there were amazing people there and amazing people with, you know, open arms who cared to get to know me, who cared to love on me and who cared to do things with me. And so I really got to learn through people what community and love through Jesus and and according to the scripture looks like. And that's that's been the most important thing to me. Um, I think... The most important thing or the thing that I think of when I think of student ministry is um, I just think of all the guys that I've been with and all the good memories that we've kind of made together because when I moved here at first, I didn't really know anyone here. And so it was kind of uh, not necessarily challenging to meet new people, but it was just like, you know, it, that takes time. It takes time to form those relationships. And I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, sitting here today, I know almost everyone and I appreciate all you guys. So cool. That's helpful. So, okay, let's do this. Uh, For Peyton and Caitlin, and then we'll ask Aaron and Joshua. Deal with... Okay, so Peyton and Caitlin, how how do you deal with the pressures that come with junior high and high school? Uh, The struggles that come with junior high and high school, that's just a natural season of that kind of stuff. How do you deal with that stuff as a follower of Christ? Okay, so I'd have to say, like, how I kind of deal with all those things is um, I really like to pray a lot, and that's something that I recommend everyone kind of do because, um, <laughs> yeah, no, believe it or not, um, praying, it's just, it. I don't know, I like having conversations with God and just being able to talk to Him and just lift those things up to Him, and I just, you know, every morning I try to at least remember to ask for strength and guidance as I, I go through that day, and um, mainly just for like discernmentship to know like 
okay, hey, this is something you shouldn't be doing, or this is something, you, sh- you know, that's, that's something that you should, so. Hello? Okay. I thought you turned it off. Um, so I totally agree with that. I think prayer is a big part of, um, you're like, that's like, God desires that relationship with you and how better else to have a relationship with somebody than to communicate with them every day. So that's a big part. But I think like what I already said before, because this is going to be a main point throughout of all, throughout all my answers is, um, having community with people who love Christ just as much as you do, or even more, because I know some people are, are a lot better at being Christians than I am. But, um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm very honest, but, um, here's to that. But, um, yeah, so I think that's super important is, and also having mentors, because I know big mentors, the mentors are Jenny and Allie. They're two of my big ones. Um, just having, um, adults or even like just younger, younger adults, I guess you could do too, like older, older than you. Um, having somebody that you can go and talk to about things that they've already been through that you can go and talk with them and discuss with them about. So, yeah, I think that's important as you're walking through junior high and high school that you have those people that you can talk to and constantly remind you and check yourself. Like, say, I've been going through this. Okay, here are some tips. Here are things that I've done to help me with that issue and so on. But, yeah, okay. That's good. Uh, Okay, Aaron and Josh, talk about a defining moment. Uh, in your walk with the Lord. So doesn't I know that there could be many of those, I get that, but what's one that sticks out in your brain? Here's this aha moment, or then God really opened my eyes to what, those kinds of things. Um, during freshman and sophomore year to trust him completely and fully. So during that point, uh, one of my brothers had dealt with a lot of depression and was hospitalized at one point for um, self-harm and a bunch of stuff. And so During that point, I basically um, told God, like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm done. And for a while, I just kind of walked the walk, did whatever I had to do just to kind of keep my head above water. Um, And I just remember having a breakdown, um, having a really bad fight with my dad and sitting on my bathroom floor with the water running so no one could hear me and just crying and yelling at God saying, what are you doing? Like, you're not helping. You're not being what you said you would. And I have... I'm the kind of person who writes all my mirrors. Um, And so I wrote something that Jenny has reiterated to me time and time again, and that is the Holy Spirit dwells in you, believer. And at that point in my life, I did not think God was with me. I was like, I am walking by myself. I have nothing. I, like, no one cares. What's the point? Um, And as I'm sitting on my floor, I read that, and I just feel the weight of Jesus and all the burden just kind of lifted. And God was just saying, like, I'm here. You have to trust me. I haven't left. And it was in that moment that I was just like, he's still there. He's faithful. He is consistent. When everything in my life changes, when one brother's not there, the other one leaves, when that friend disappoints, when my parents don't live up to the expectations I have, God's still faithful. He's still consistent. Uh, I have to trust him with everything I have because at some point, this world is going to disappoint me, but I know my God is still faithful. That was mine. Tell me a defining moment in your walk with the Lord. Um, 
I think for me, my defining moment is whenever I actually realized what walking with the Lord looks like. Um, up until my, it's probably my freshman, sophomore year, I was under the impression that walking with the Lord and being a Christian was going to church on Sunday and hanging out with friends and, and going to church on Wednesday. Um, that's part of it, but that's not what walking with the Lord looks like. Walking with the Lord is the daily walk. Um, it looks like opening scripture. It looks like praying, and it looks like doing. Um, we can't walk with the Lord without physically walking with Him. And so a defo- defining moment in my life is whenever I realized that going to church and being it looks person uh, is not enough. Um, it looks like learning and knowing who God is, and that happens by communication. So we pray. That happens by going into his word, reading the Bible, reading scripture. And that looks like doing the word, applying it, sharing it to others, and having a servant heart. And so that, that leads me to uh, my, my favorite verse, which is uh, James one twenty two, And it says, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. Um, for the person who only hears the word deceives himself. Um, so if we only hear the word and don't hear it as a command or as something to do, then we're just deceiving ourselves and we're not, and we're missing it. And so for me, my aha moment or my defining moment was realizing what, um, what being a Christian actually looks like. So, All right, so this is for anybody. How fast did junior high and high school seem to go by now that you're on the backside of it? Anyone's got it. You got it. Got it. Um, for me, it went by very, 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 very slow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, see but you guys later. Now, but now that I'm here as a senior... And it's my last midweek, and I'm really sad. It seems like just yesterday I was in sixth grade, because back when I, or I was in sixth grade, that was whenever you first came to student ministry. So, yeah, just for the, for the best group. But, sorry, guys. But, yeah, so it, like, now, looking back, it went by very fast. But while, you're in while it. I was in it, right. it was very, very slow. So, yeah, definitely savor the moments, because whenever the slow time passes by and you're, you're older, like me, and then it seemed, by, it seemed to go by really fast. So, yeah. Okay. Anybody else want to say, add anything to that? <laughs> well, at least for me, I, um, I switched schools a little bit. So I went to two different elementary schools. I went to Bay Area up until my sophomore year, and then I switched. So I kind of didn't really go to high school for two years. I just kind of took college classes. So for me, it went by really fast because I didn't really do anything with other high school students. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And period. Well, so here's the deal though, right? So while you're in it, while you're in it, it seems like it could not go slower, right? Those of you who are in like in eighth grade right right now, you can't even see graduation. You're not even sniffing graduation. Like, let's just... (laughs) Now, who's even considering that? You don't even know if you're going to make it alive to graduate. But I'm telling you, you hear this from people. You hear this from people all the time. 
about every season of life that you enter into. Hey, cherish the moments because it'll go like that. You hear that all the time. You're like, whatever, dude. Just shut your mouth. You don't know what it's like. But as somebody who's been there, as somebody who's been there, junior high, high school, college, it went by like that. I mean, it was here and it was gone. It was here and it was gone. And so the point of that, the point of that really is like, what are you going to do with the, the few years that you have? You're going to spend them wasting it on you, building your kingdom, making you look awesome? Or are you going to do something that matters? Right? Because I'm sure, I'm sure if we asked every one of these people, if you could go back and do something differently, would you? They would probably say, of course. Right? So what is it that you, what is it that you're doing now that will matter beyond you? What is it that you're doing now in the grade that you're in that doesn't just make it easy for you, doesn't just make it about you, but will matter, matter beyond you, right? Uh, okay, let's ask this question. What is one thing, this is for everybody, what is one thing that you know now uh, that you wish you would have known or done earlier in junior high and high school? Yeah, let me start. Okay, so the one thing that I know now that I wish I would have known earlier was that I should not have taken calculus. No, I'm just, I'm just playing with y'all. No, no, that's not really. No, but for real, don't take calculus. Um, no, one thing that I wish, or I know now that I wish I would have known is how to uh, really go up with people and just build relationships. I've always been like kind of an outgoing person. Like I like to make people laugh and stuff, obviously, but. Um, I've been really like outgoing throughout my entire life. But one thing that I've always like struggled on was making meaningful relationships with people. I've always just had like a bunch of acquaintances, acquaintances at school, like, oh, hey, what's up, friend? Oh, yeah, what's up, friend? So it's like I've never really like whenever I was younger, I didn't really build those meaningful relationships that lead to the deeper conversations. Um, So that's something that I know now is like really that I should have built more of those relationships, which really just needs you to go up to them and actually like communicate with them. I would just be like, Hey, what's up? Or how are you doing? And then keep walking. So yeah, that's definitely something that is important and you should all do. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, um, the reputation that you are trying so hard to uphold now, it's not going to last. And at least for me, I was trying really hard to just kind of be quiet. You know, if no one sees you, then they're not going to make fun of you. Like, you don't have to talk to anybody. That was my junior high years. Um, but it doesn't matter because that person that you're trying so hard to like, oh, I have to make sure I look good. I have to make sure I say the right things. I can't mess it up. You're going to mess up at some point. In every new season of life, trying to uphold, it's not going to last because you're going to be faced with new people in every new season of life. And you're going to try to be somebody new. But if you are just authentic with who you are and who God has made you to be, then you won't have to worry about, am I being what they want me to be? Because you're so focused on God's good. He's faithful. I want to live my life that honors him. And he is going to bring those people that he wants in your life. He's going to put them in your path. Yeah, and so 
I want to add on to what she said is um, just own who you are. Um, because I, I, I did, I don't know. I tried to fit a mold that I thought people would like, or people would find attractive or, you know, want to be around. Um, I didn't play sports, uh, through junior high or high school. And I don't know. I felt like I was like the odd one out. I evidently chose to do music instead of sports, (laughs) Um, and so I always kind of felt like I didn't belong in certain groups, and I don't know I would try to always fit this mold. But eventually, you're going to wear yourself out, and you're going to burn out trying to fit that mold, trying to fit into the different groups. Um, so, like what she was saying, like find your identity not in the people you're around, but in in God, who He says you are, and He says that we are His children. And so if we believe that we need to own who we are and um, stand, stand in that. Um, I'd probably say the one thing that I wish, <clears throat> or at least that I know now, is um, that they, you know, they say that God does have a, like, a plan for your life. And I think my important thing that I learned from that is that you really can't mess that up. And as I was growing up, um, I'm a very like self-driven person and I'm like, being a math and science person, I like everything to be like the most efficient way, being the best way, not just good enough, but just perfect, you know? I'm kind of like a perfectionist when it comes to you can trust. And it was very hard for me growing up to just know, okay, you can trust God with these things. But there was me that would go, but I'm going to go ahead and take control just in case, you know, in case you don't come through. And I think the minute that I learned that it's okay to just kind of let God be God and trust him, the minute that's when you can just kind of sit back and relax and kind of enjoy what's around you. Because I felt like, especially kind of now nearing college and stuff, like I had just been like really stressed about like, oh man, I got like, you know, a bad grade in here. Is that going to affect me going to college? Is that going to totally mess up where I wanted to go? And that's when I just had to remember that if you're following God, He's, he's not going to let you fail. He's not going to let you, oh, you messed up, so here, let me get you on a harder path to get where you're going. That's not how God works, you know. God has a plan for your life, and you just have to trust him. So That's good. That's super helpful. Um, as you think about time in junior and high school, how important was it for you to be a part of the church, and why was it so important for you to be a part of the church? And what I mean by being a part of the church is not just like, oh, I identify with the church, but I regularly attend a church and I'm part of people that know me, right? I don't hide in worship, but I'm a part of a circle where people know me. So how important was it for you to be a part of church, be a part of a small group for that matter, and why? This is for everybody. Okay, well, I guess I'll start with that one. So um, I think being a part of a church is important. Like, I think there's a lot of reasons you could say, but I think for me, most importantly is... Um, kind of going back to that idea of having a group of people that can hold you accountable for things. Um, I don't know. I think like with our life group and things like that, it's also just a group of people that you can do life with. And I think that's an important part of things too. Cause like, you know, hanging out at church and spending time in God's word is great and that's good for growing, but like being able to go out and do other things as a group is also just as important too. 
just kind of growing together in Christ and seeing how others kind of do that, but not in, not within the church, how they can do that out in the world. So I think that's a good one. Yeah. And, and for me, being a part of, you know, the church and being a part of a small group or life group has been the most important thing in my life. And it's, it's a must. Um, Cause that's, that's what it's about. That's, it's about being community together and it's about being with other believers. And that's important. Your inner circle as a Christian, your the people that you hang out with them that most should be Christians too. Um, because those are the people that whenever you've blown it, when you've messed everything up, you go to those people and you tell them and you don't expect them to shoot you down or to laugh at you. You expect them to, you know, well, be welcoming and sympathetic and help you get through what you're going through. There, that, that is what it's about. It's about whenever you've blown it, to go to the people who love you most and for them to teach truths of the gospel to you. So that's why it's so important that it's so important to be in a small group or life group because those are the people that should mean the most to you, who should care about you and love you and ultimately want you to believe the truth of the gospel and who want to who want to teach you that and um and and just be Jesus and love love you like that um for me there was a time when i just it was so much easier just sit at home in my bed and have my own life do what i want and not have to get up and come on sunday mornings and go on wednesday nights and it was just like oh this is so much easier um but i realized like in that time i was not myself like I was always upset. I was always irritated at somebody or something. And like the friends that I had talking to me and telling me things were really just, they're downers. And it just wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't fun because I mean, okay, but it wasn't healthy. And so whenever I did end up having someone tell me like, hey, come back, like let's come to church on Sunday. And I did. And I started coming and I started making it an everyday thing, not every day, every week thing. Um, I don't know how to word this. Um, it was those people and it was those relationships that started to lead me back to where I wanted to be with Christ. Not saying I'm getting back to where I was, because I don't think that's me. Um, but it's showing me, like, this is how good God is. He brought a place where you get to come and you get to hear the word. But not only that, you get to sit with a group of people your age, your gender, and you get to walk through life together. And that's really, it's cool. It's important because they're walking through the same things you are, but they're looking at it in the same perspective you are. So they're going to be able to give you advice and guidance and accountability, which you understand. That makes sense. Okay, so... Wait, what was the question again? Why is church important? Okay. Why is life group important? Church, life group? Okay. So... I would think, well, I know that church is important. Life groups are important. Sorry. Because whenever you first become a Christian, you're being born again, right? You're being born again through Christ as a believer. So you could think of it as you're a newborn baby. And as a newborn baby, you can't do anything for yourself. You don't know what to do. You just 
lay on the floor and you cry. So you need to, whenever, whenever you come to church, this is the place where you learn, I like learn how to truly be a Christian, how to walk through life as a as a Christian. So you can go to big church, listen to Pastor Brian, and he like is just so smart and like. And it's just like, whoa, and he, he says stuff, and I'm like, I didn't even, like, what? So it's like, those are the things that church gives you. It gives you different ways to, yeah, different perspectives on how to look at the Bible, look at different verses. And, like, you wouldn't have ever gotten those on your own. Like, you need other people to point it out. And I think it's also, like all of them already said, have those people that you can um, just have – accountability yes have that accountability because it's very hard we all have that sin nature inside of us we are bound to mess up we are bound to get stuck in sin at some point and just have those uh down moments those downhill moments and so you need those people to help pull you out whenever um when you're in those moments because it's it's hard to see because that sin that you may be in or those hard times that you may be going through, they kind of cloud your vision. So like eventually you may be able to work it out yourself and you know, God will always be there for you, but it's a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier if you have those people that you know you can trust and you know that will be there for you. So yeah. That's helpful. You need people to hold your arms up. Uh, the Christian who does life alone dies alone, and that's not a good way to go, right? You need, you need one another desperately. We need one another. I need people. I don't, like, I cannot be the man that God desires me to be alone. I need other dudes that push on me, that push on me, that listen to me, that let me be honest with them, and let me take off Pastor Kate hat and just be Kate and nobody give a rip. I need that, right? And you need that. You need people who will walk with you and hold your arms up. Okay, last thing, in 60 seconds or less. 60, like, hey, I charge you with this. What is the one thing that you would tell them? What's the one piece of encouragement? The like, hey, I charge you with this. Go do this. What's the one thing you want to leave with them? I'll just make this really dramatic. As your last time to ever address various student ministry from, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, what is, what is the one thing that you would say? Ready? Go. Okay. My one thing is that you need, 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 need to stay in the word. Stay in the scripture. Keep reading. Keep digging because that is God. That is, the, that is his words. Those are his words. The word was with God and the word was God. You know, you know it. Like, that is, it's just so important because that's where God gives his commandments. That's where God tells you his promises. That is where God is. And God is with you. And God is at the church. And yeah, was that a 60 second timer? Oh, okay. I, was, I honestly thought you were timing me for a second. But awesome. um, yes, that is my thing. And sorry, I'm not good at like, You're great at this, but yeah, scripture, read it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Caitlin. Okay, so this is a verse that I have kind of, not lived by, but it's one that, like, God has really been pressing on my heart, especially this past year, but I read it 
freshman year and it's just kind of stuck. And at 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says that he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I am definitely someone who does not like to admit they're wrong. Shocker. But whenever I finally just let that go and you just let God be God, let him have all of those junky areas of your life because that's where he shines bright. Like whenever we mess up, the glory of God is still shown when we turn back. So my encouragement to y'all would be keep running back to God. Don't be afraid to admit you're wrong because you get to shine the light of Jesus through it. Yeah. Um, and my my charge to you would be James 1, 22. Um, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of it. Um, like I said, it's not enough to just keep Keep the Bible to yourself. Keep your relationship with God to yourself. It's meant to be shared. Uh, Jesus, his last commandment that he gave us before he went to heaven was go and make disciples of all the nations. Share the gospel. Um, So let's not be a people that just listen and read the word and keep it to ourselves. Let's, Let's be a people that apply that to life, that goes out and shows people the love of God by the things that we do. And, um, yeah, so let's 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 be a people that do that. Okay, so um, I challenge you guys with the fact this is something that I did, um, especially a lot this year that I took on the role of um, any of you guys that are on like teams or anybody. I challenge you guys to kind of lead your team through like a group prayer, team prayer, because um, that's what I did for the swim team this year. Um, they had always kind of done it previously, and they needed someone to step up and do that. Um, so at the beginning of the year, I was just kind of like asked. To do it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, you know, I'll do it." And um, as the year progressed, I kind of realized God was kind of telling me, "Hey, you know, this is this is important. I put you here for a reason." And so um, I challenge you guys to kind of go out and do the same thing because that may be the first time some of those people ever hear what God is, and and if God answers that prayer, that's just any more proof to them as who He is. So, that's... so here's the deal. Yeah, you can clap. That's fine. Here's what's great. I know, I know I tried, tried to be dramatic, but they're not leaving. Even if they're going to, like, off to college in August, they're not leaving until August, right? So here's the deal. If you thought, man, I have a question about what it's like to function as a Christian in junior high or high school, and I'd like to ask them, they're not going to eat you if you try to ask them. So, <laughs> so you should ask them. Let, let them, like, talk with them. They're people just like your people. They care just like you care. They love Jesus just like you love Jesus. So ask them questions. They want to be asked questions. Cool, right? Let's give them a hand. They can go back to their seats. Let's give them a hand.